Natural Solutions with Dr. J. Your source for time-tested and cutting-edge natural medicine approaches to optimize your health. With your host, Dr. J. Sordian. I believe that positive, supportive, loving, and emotionally and intellectually stimulating relationships are a very vital part of each person's healthy life. Without these kind of relationships, human beings cannot develop fully and cannot have a well-rounded and healthy life. Now, creating these relationships requires great communication skills and insights into human behavior. We all develop these to one degree or another just organically, but I think that there are special systems. If we learn them, it really gives us a much better chance of having great relationships in both business, personal, home, and intimate relationships. Natural Solutions with Dr. J is not only simply about healthcare and natural remedies, acupuncture, hypnotherapy, functional medicine. We also explore the larger realm of health and education, and that includes Innovations in education. Business, branding, marketing, and communicating with others to affect the world in a positive way. I will also be mentioning aspects of the Supercharge Student Success Programs, which I have developed and I do trainings in around the country and the world. Uh, I want to welcome... My listening audience to Natural Solutions with Dr. J. I'm so excited today to be able to share with you the great wisdom and experiences of Dr. Sarah David. She, her nickname is the Professor, and you'll find out why. Uh, she empowers women, entrepreneurs, executives, and experts to build their brand, business, and bank accounts utilizing specialized entrepreneurial education tools and techniques. She. I, I had a consultation with her and she was fantastic, really helped guide me on improving my LinkedIn site. I have to implement, but her tips I wrote down and they're really fantastic. So one of the things with the right mindset, mission and move, she teaches you how to monetize your business and brand the brand called you using LinkedIn as she did for me. Now, she was named by Forbes as a top career resource and author of Jumpstart Your Career Now, which I think she has there in the background of her picture. Uh, she is the founder of the National Institute for Career Career One Empowerment, is it? There's Empowerment. <laughs> uh, N-I-C-E, nice. And TV and podcast host for Empowered Womenpreneurs. She has inspired and empowered high-achieving professionals looking to monetize their degrees, education, and experience to create a digital empire and entrepreneurs looking to make legacy moves doing what they love. And for sure, it is a fact that just because you have a degree, it does not necessarily mean you're going to be able to monetize that degree. So this expertise is really, really key for many people out there who have very high academic degrees, and yet they are not getting the success that they necessarily are looking for. Dr. Sarah, shows her clients how to potentially put anywhere from an additional 
5000 to $150,000 in their bank account every year with no additional ad spend, just by learning how to leverage LinkedIn as a qualifying network tool to make powerful, profitable connections. So, Dr. Sarah, I understand you have the ability to help people monetize in LinkedIn. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. First of all, Dr. J, thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to, to, to share with you and really have enjoyed our communication and our interaction. So yes, as far as that, I do this in three simple steps. First of all, I teach people about the mindset. You know, it, it really takes the proper mindset as it relates to use, utilizing LinkedIn. Maybe many people think of it as an online resume. And for, for years, it, it initially was started out as a human resources tool that human resource professionals and recruiters would use to look for candidates. However, if you're in business and you're trying to grow a business or you're trying to build your own brand, it's really important to not think of it like an online resume because it definitely is a qualifying tool. It is a way that you can actually use it to find uh, the perfect prospect so that you can actually, again, change that mindset of thinking not that it's just an online tool for a resume to sit, but definitely a prospecting tool and a way that you can really make meaningful connections. So that's number one in mindset. Move number two, basically, in the step is the mission. So we all have our missions that we want to share, whether it's something that we're doing in our business or something that we really believe in. We want to communicate that mission that we have utilizing whatever platforms we use, whether it's our website or a LinkedIn profile or a Facebook profile, whichever profile, but we want to focus the mission. We want the, the mission to be focused. We want to be focused on the strategy and how we're going to be communicating and connecting with everyone. So that's really important to make sure that we are communicating how we can relate to others, what we can do for them so that then they're actually looking for us. And then the final thing is moves, the moves. I want to share with you the moves on how you can fill your pipeline, your pipeline full of whether it's prospects, uh, opportunities, you know, JV partners, whatever that would look like. So overall, it's really important to make sure that you're utilizing your LinkedIn profile in an effective way. And really, I love to teach how pe can you, people can use this as a almost as a, a sales page for them. They can communicate what they need to their audience and their audience is already sold basically on helping them identify that they need you, you need your programs and services. So that's what I do in a, in, um, in a nutshell as it relates to LinkedIn. Fantastic. And, and on my website, the natural solutions with Dr. J, we will have a lot of different links and other ways for people to get in touch with you as they well should. Now you also were in HR in the past, no? No, I never, I never worked in HR, but I was a, I was an exec, I'm an, exe, I'm an executive coach. So I work with a lot of people and I like work with a lot of HR professionals as I was helping executives try to find employment opportunities. Oh, I was right. connecting them with, I was connecting them through LinkedIn uh, based with, with their profile. So that's my interaction when it comes to HR, but I never worked in human resources myself, but worked with a lot of professionals in that area. That you sort of worked on the opposite end of it, where where you were preparing the individuals who were seeking to get jobs to to make their LinkedIn profile more more uh, stand out more and something that would draw the attention of the HR professionals because HR professionals do use LinkedIn, 
in their screening process, I understand. Yes, Dr. J, that's, you're absolutely right. They That's one of the primary tools that they use, and it's actually becoming more and more and more popular every year that they're really utilizing this tool to identify candidates. And it's really important to make sure that anyone seeking, again, if they're looking for employment or opportunities or even entrepreneurs looking for clients, you have to position your profile in the correct way. And I know for me, the way I got into this, part of the way I got into this is I was making introductions to people via LinkedIn. And sometimes the person I was making the introduction for, their LinkedIn profile wasn't looking all that great. So they were a bit I, I know that from personal experience when we, <laughs> <laughs> when we were talking about mine. It, it was okay, but it needs some some tweaks to actually be much more powerful. Yeah, so they had they had a little bit of a profile shame going on is what I call it. And so, uh, so uh, you know, if, if I'm making a high-level introduction to someone and their profile doesn't reflect really who they are, it's not really even built out, it just doesn't represent you in the proper manner. So I was working with these individuals, again, whether they were um, executives or entrepreneurs to help them position. So as I make the introduction, they feel really great about what, what it is they're doing. And the person that's receiving that request, they know right away what it is you're doing, what value you bring, how you can help my company or you know why I need to hire you for some reason for your services. So it really is a great way to make that first impression. And you want to make sure it's stellar and it represents you in the light that you want to be represented. Great. So you've given us a, a, a little overview of some of the successes, but could do you have any recent success stories that you could share as well as what you just did? Absolutely. Yes. I have an example here, 62 year old male in just 60 days, I basically provided him with one move that he made using his profile and he was able to generate $50,000 within 60 days wow. with no, again, with no additional spend on advertising or marketing. And, um, and then they, cause he does consulting type work and each value of each client is right around $25,000. So he picked up two clients with one of those moves. And then another client of mine has a, a brick and mortar business. And so we were able to drive 25% more traffic to her website and to her, to increase her, um, her sales just based on what we did in LinkedIn, some of the things that she's doing based on what I've, based on the techniques that I've shared. Fantastic. That's, that's wonderful. I'm sure that's really an inspirational for everyone listening. And it really points out why they should be getting in touch with you as quickly as possible. Now, um, how can we get some more information about what's going on with you and how people can get in touch with you? Sure. Actually, I have, let me make sure I pull up the right um, information here. So I do have some gifts for any of your uh, viewers, listeners. If you, first of all, I would love for you to connect with me at uh, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Dr. Sarah David. And then I have gifts. If you go to linked to gifts.com, that's linked the number two gifts.com. And then you'll be able to, I'll provide you with a blueprint of, and I actually have it printed out here of just um, information in here that a person can just walk through and it gives all kinds of great information with how you build out your profile. And then at the end, I have some of my branding tools that I use to help um, 
again, position yourself on LinkedIn or any other platform that you want. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Well, I know everyone loves gifts. And so we really <laughs> appreciate your, your providing our listening and watching audience, these particular gifts. Now um, we were, when, when we were, first talking for a while and we were talking about my LinkedIn uh, profile and all. Um, I understood that you have a PhD in educational leadership. So this is a kind of, this is, it's, it's a, uh, that's a fairly unique PhD. Is it not? It, you know what it is in a sense that it's in leadership, but it was specifically my degree is as it relates to higher education leadership. So I was trained to be a college president. So that's the program that I went through. And many of my colleagues across the country that have graduated through that program, you know, if they choose and they decide to, they have gone on to become college presidents, which is really exciting. So um, so I'm I have taken my skills and my knowledge and I really want to apply it to a more of a global uh, community versus just in between just one four walls of one organization. So I chose to be more global with my approach. That's 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 so interesting. No, um, I know that I went to Earlham College. It's like I've got. Oh yeah, <laughs> my old sweatshirt on here, um, which was a very small private liberal arts school, uh, Quaker school in Indiana. And over the years, they've had presidents there who who've been there for dynasties, and then then there's turnover and stuff like that. I know it can be very complicated in educational institutions to find the right person to be like the head and the president of the college. So that's, it's fascinating that there's actually programs um, that one can go into for that specific purpose. Now, um, we talked a little bit previously, I I have a lot of interest in personality typing um, Mm -hmm. to better understand how to communicate with people more effectively. And so um, in what ways, because you have this, this background in both educational leadership, but also education, how do you think personality types might influence learning? And, and are there particular ways that that schools are tailoring curriculum to match with the students' learning styles? Uh, Dr. J, Dr. J, you bring up an excellent point. Uh, and it's interesting. My background, I'm a career counselor by profession, so I'm a counselor, and we use a lot of assessments. And one of the things I will say is that is really important personality type and matching and also learning styles, as you mentioned, any anyone that might be trying to create programs or curriculum that may be listening. It is important to remember whenever you're working with people, people learn in a variety of different ways. Some people learn by seeing some people learn by hearing some people learn by, you know, touching and feeling. So it's really important if we make sure we can incorporate a variety of different learning styles within the things we're sharing, whether it's our courses that we're creating or things we're speaking or sharing about, you can make it more uh, appealing to a variety of different learning styles. Personality types, I think, are very important to really recognize because it really helps us to be able to connect with people based on the way they, whether take in information or how they interact with the environment. So there are certain personality types that are clinically or um, textbook wise, um, uh, what's the word, research based that are more specific to certain types of careers. So, for example, like in career counseling, we use 
personality types to determine, oh, if you're in this type of personality type category, you're more likely to go into these types of careers or businesses, et cetera. But one thing I will caution is, you know, there's not really any assessment that can determine what your outcome is going to be, what my outcome is going to be. Very good it's point. really based on the individual, right? So if I'm driven and I want to do something, really, it doesn't matter what the personality type says. If, if it's something that I want and I believe in myself, then I think anyone can accomplish anything that they put their heart and mind to. What do you think? What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I agree that that motivation and persistence are things that have been proven academically and just practically to be key components of how some of the most successful people get to where they are is because they don't give up. They, mm-hmm. they may run up a, a, against a block. They go, oh, I don't quite understand this. And maybe they set it down, but they come back to it. They persist. And so it's, it's that, that one form of drive that really promotes and allows someone to achieve their goals. Goal setting is another thing. And certainly um, the different personality types from, I've studied a wide variety of uh, different personality types. And, and having had a clinical practice for 40 years, we would use a variety of different assessment tools to see if sort of on a cursory level, whether or not that person would be someone to, to expend more energy and influence and in getting to know better to hire them because it's, it's uh, easier to hire than it is to fire. And as everyone knows, so um, I started studying bank code, which is another personality assessment system. And it's one of the things that I do uh, consulting uh, with different organizations on using personality assessment and personality styles to better understand how to communicate with each other. Sometimes there's these conflicts that come from personality types butting heads. And when you understand the other person's personality type better and you start communicating in their style versus the natural style you would have, often the results are really fantastic and these and these blocks disappear magically and so that's one of the things that i am doing in education is offering a program called supercharged student success which is training teachers how to understand the personality types of their students not that they don't already but this is just a a different avenue and a different portal to perhaps better understand some of the blocks that are that certain students are having in academic achievement And it also helps the teachers themselves. I call it teacher nurturing training because teachers need to be nurtured. I don't think they get as much nurturing and as much recognition of how difficult their jobs and how important they are. And I think with the pandemic right now, um, so many parents and people who are at home with their students are realizing what an incredibly complicated job it is to be a teacher mm-hmm. and to really serve all these students. I mean, many, many parents are there with, with just one, two, three, maybe four um, of their own children, students, or who they're guardians for. They're at home, and that's only one to four people. And mm-hmm. a teacher has, you know, 30, 35. It, yes. it depends on the size of the school. And, that, and the dynamics of that is much more complicated. So that's one of the things that I feel is really important is, which is why uh, I offer this program to people as well. Now, the 
I understand. And in the books I've written, I have some chapters on personality assessment and how it actually influences our brain and understanding other people's personalities as well as your own can actually improve the functioning of your brain. And so I know that in my brain wealth program, uh, from a functional medicine standpoint, there's 12 primary things that we look at to assess and see what might be causing a person's brain function to start to degenerate or whether and to predict whether it will in the future or not. Um, Toxicity is Mm -hmm. one of those particular factors that can cause a breakdown in any part of the body, but the brain also. Now, I understand that you have done uh, other interviews or you've been on panels where that topic of, of toxicity came up. Yes, I um, I think that it's important that we, I mean, we're all, we, we have a variety of different dimensions of things that we do. We have our work, we have, you know, our life that we, we live and we, we want to be healthy in what we're doing. So I think it's important that we make sure we're, we're incorporating wellness into our work situations. So I know sometimes when we're working independently as entrepreneurs, or some people might be working full-time and also building their entrepreneurial empire on the side, but it's really important that we have some balance. And so there's some things that I really, that I, that I have to live by, um, Dr. J, to help me keep that focus uh, and it may mean that I'm not being as um, connected in person as we all are, you know, not as connected in person as we have been in the past. But there's some routines that I personally need to follow on how I incorporate wellness into my life. So I realized that like, despite of all the work I had done to support my health, I was slowly I was slowly kind of poisoning myself with toxins in the everyday products that I was using, you know, every day that we all use things when I used to clean my home, um, any kind of skincare, makeup, um, daily hygiene products, you know, lotions and things like that, that I would use. And then like with laundry and dishwasher, just stuff you use all the time, but you don't think about. So <clears throat> there was a lung study that I uh, looked into and, you know, it basically revealed that people are being poisoned by just daily routine products that we buy from the grocery store to clean our homes with, you know, whether they're the aerosol products or the products that we, you know, spray, any of that stuff is really causing a lot of problems with pe- for people. So one of the first things I did is I just, I detoxed my home and, um, and that just helped get rid of a lot of the stuff that was making me feel bad that I didn't even realize was making me feel bad. But once it was out of here, I felt, you know, my breathing was better. I didn't have this, I didn't have any colds or allergy issues that I was having before and had no idea that it was could it be what I was washing my clothes with and you know wearing every day. So um so I have divided my day up into three categories that helps wow. me to really stay focused. And the first thing is you may do some of these ty- types of things, Dr. J as well, but I have like an AM wake routine, my ritual for my wake. And what I do is it's composed of water, worship and workout. So what I do with water, I wake up and I, before I go to bed at night, I put that a container of water, this, <laughs> some container of a water that I keep by the bedside. So as soon as I get up, I can drink the water because a lot of times it's hard for people to hydrate and get the water that they need in their system. 
And when you, as you know, when you, when you drink water and you flush your system, you're waking up your kidneys. It's like flushing out the toxins and it's helping with your metabolism and rehydrating your body and the brain. So if we just, if we just increase our water intake, that just does so much for our bodies. Like it, it makes headaches go away. It makes fatigue go away. It makes all kinds of, you know, issues that we have go away. So that's the first thing. Then the second thing I do when I get up in my morning routine is I worship. And that could be, you know, I read, I like to meditate on a daily devotional, you know, and just set the intention for the day, like what I want to accomplish, um, you know, what, what, and that just sets me up for a successful day. And then the third part of that is the workout. So at least 15 to 30 minutes, you know, I do the hydrate. I just like a plant, you know, I do a plant-based protein shake in the morning when I get up, like no artificial sweeteners, try to really pay attention to what I'm putting in my body. So that's the AM routine. During the day, what I do is- And that, I, takes, the, that takes you about 30 minutes, you say? Or? Um, you know what? Yeah. The, the, the workout with the workout, I would say the first- I would say that dedicate to the first hour, like it takes me like an hour to kind of get revved up. But I, if I have to jump up and do something, I hate when I'm, if I oversleep and I'm, you ever have that feel? It's like, oh my God. And I jump up and it's just like everything, the whole day is like hectic and crazy. If I don't set the intention to get it together initially. But yeah, I would say, um, 50, if you, if you work out 15 minutes or just move, you don't have to work out necessarily. You can just get up and move, go take a walk. Um, you know, do some jumping jacks, whatever you would do. You can do yoga, you can do stretching, even stretching is a part of that 15. So it could be, it could be 30 minutes, not anything that takes a long time. Um, the second part is the create, like the, during the day I create, I do nourish and hydrate. So taking frequent breaks. Cause again, we're on screen a lot. And oh, I know so my much. eyes sometimes feel like they're burning out of my head. We're on this computer so much. Um, and, you know, normally what happens, I know for me is my blood sugar will drop, you know, it, it drops normally for most people, as you, you know, significantly after three hours after you eat. So I have this crash and burn time that I normally go through um, with. So I, I keep with some some nice shakes to keep me um, fulfilled and nourished throughout the day. So I don't have that crash and feel really sluggish and sleepy during the day. Uh, and then it's really important to know your body. I know when I get my energy and when to capitalize on when I work best. You know, some people like to work early in the morning and they get up and they're like, oh, they get everything knocked out before 6 a.m. or whatever time they get up if they get up at like really early 5 a.m. But um, but I notice for myself, sometimes I get those energy spurts in the evening, like when everybody's in the bed and um, and nobody's doing anything. But it lets me it just find a routine that works best for the way you work. It's been helpful for me. And then that brain power, Dr. J, dedicating that one to two hours of focus time. And there's a resource I'd love to share. It's um, it's actually in my resource list, but it's called brain.fm. It's an app. Um, and it's it's great because when I need to focus, you put the headsets in and it just it's research based. And you you would love this if you're not familiar with it, but it's research based and it really helps you focus and meditate or if you need to do creative work or if you need to do really focused work, it lets you really focus. So when I need to really get something done, I put them in. It lets you, if you want to take a nap during the day, it helps you get your mind ready for sleeping. So it's awesome. And so then finally, how yeah. How long does that take? The um, brain FM thing? 
Is it like a you can you can set it like for 15 minutes, you can set it for 90 minutes, you can set the timer for however long I see you, you like. I was just gonna see if I have it on my is it sounds, is it is it yes. words or it sounds it sounds and it's um I was gonna see if I could show what it looked like, but the um it's on the app store. I have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. So, but it's basically this little, it looks like a little head with headphones right there. Oh, all right. All right. Uh-huh. Brain.fm. And it lets you, it lets you do these things like focus, relax. I don't know if you can see that focus, relax, sleep, yeah, and meditate. So you can, side, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can, you can tailor it and you put those in and just let it go. And there's all kinds of apps. Like there's a calm app too, that does something similar. So that's really helps me to get focused, particularly when we have these brains like squirrely brains it and um attention deficit, like whatever, if if you suffer from that like I do, it just helps you get focused and clear on and, and be able to focus on what you're trying to do. Um the final part is the P and piece, which is my retreat routine or ritual. Mm. And you know, ad- adults, you know, sleeping is key and adults need at least seven hours of sleep each night. So but an estimated 40% of Americans actually get less than that. So getting enough sleep has been linked to optimal immune health. Is Again, you're, you're a doctor and you know all of this, metal, metabolic health, memory, learning, and other vital functions. Exactly. So I relax. Yeah, I relax. I use light therapy um, during the day. So I like to, I use hue lights in my home and the, the lights kind of tell me what to do. They tell me when to go to bed. They tell me when to get up. They tell me when to take a break, like you can you can program the lights to, to flicker or to dim or make a change that, that just helps me stay on task. And um, and then I do like 30 minutes of wind down time whenever it's time to relax 30 minutes before it's time to go to bed. The lights will start to go down like in a restaurant and they're trying to get you to, to leave. <laughs> <laughs> the lights will go down. And so um, you leave your house. Right. <laughs> why am i in a restaurant <laughs> i get myself ready to you know because we have to start shutting our minds down like kind of powering down our mind mm-hmm. because otherwise we'll be thinking about this stuff going to bed right um and then i like to do a ref- i like to reflect so journaling is important like identifying like one win for the day one thing that you know i want to work on and then just release like i i love using um a diffuser to diffuse lavender mm, mm. whenever I sleep about 30 minutes before I go to bed. And I like to sleep under a weighted blanket. I don't know if you ever try to weight a blanket. I I have a lot of blankets on me and I think it's a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I haven't tried a weighted blanket, but I know what they are. Yeah. Well, I done that with several blankets before in the past, but this weighted blanket is about a 20 pound blanket and oh, it's wow. distributed over your body. So it's not like it's crushing you, but you distribute it and it really, it helps um, just with making you feel calm and it puts me to sleep really quickly. And then I run an air circulator, like a humidifier to keep the room comfortable. Mm. So that those are some of the things I do that have really helped me. They've really made a difference in my um, my work and my productivity. So I thought you might enjoy uh, knowing yeah. about some of those things. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's we know that that sleep has a very powerful influence on the brain and its opportunity to catch up and detoxify and things of that nature. And 
when people are starting to have dementia and Alzheimer's, their sleep deteriorates too. They tend mm-hmm. to not sleep as much. So it's, it's both a reflection of, of brain dysfunction as well as something that's necessary in order to avoid that, that degeneration of the brain. And having good blood sugar levels mm-hmm. is very key also for the brain to work properly. The brain uses, I think it's 40, 50% of the energy in the body, which mm-hmm. is like, have you ever, uh, have you ever done scuba diving or? I have not. Okay. Yeah. In, in, in the diving arena, because you're underwater, you can lose heat. And so your crotch area and your head area are together are the two places where probably 80% of heat escapes. Wow. And so uh, covering, you know, a lot of people, I didn't used to wear hoods because my hair is like curly and it puffs up. And if I wear a a hat or something, it crushes my curls. But, um, but I tend to wear hoods now more and all because it really helps, helps to keep heat in and conserve heat in the body. And, Having proper blood sugar is also important because there's a type three diabetes, which is actually Alzheimer's is mm. talked about. So blood sugar imbalance and diabetes is an inflammatory condition. And it's been, it's been known as an inflammatory condition for, oh, at least 25, 30 years. I remember Time Magazine having it as, as the front page cover saying mm. diabetes is inflammation. So we've known that for a long time and inflammation anywhere in the body can have an influence on the brain and inflammation can cause a breakdown of tissue structure. So it can also cause a breakdown of the brain. So when you're talking about having this routine in the morning where you wake up and you have your, your protein shake, we, we know that having protein early in the morning helps to promote uh, a more balanced blood sugar throughout the day. So what you're doing makes complete sense. It's completely consistent with the brain wealth program that I have. And I, I really appreciate your bringing up those different other items. Now, I've also done hypnotherapy and used it for years and years and years. And so that's why I was curious whether or not the brain.fm, whether there's any any subliminal messages that are going in, like you are going to be more focused, you will that type of thing, but you can't hear it because it's under the audible level. I was just curious because I've studied lots and lots and lots and lots of different programs that have (laughs) voice messages as well as tonal qualities and rhythms that we know do, do help to put the mind and the brain into more alpha wave um, states, which is more like the dreamlike and the rest-like state mm-hmm. versus the frenetic, uh, ADHD kind of, Oh my gosh, what's going on. And, you know, very high, <laughs> higher level. So mm-hmm. and that's why I was just curious whether or not there might be some subtle languaging that's going on in those, uh, in the brain FM things as well. You know what? Um, I do know that they have a meditation, um, program that you just it's just sound it's just they they did this research and they measured the brain activity while this music was playing Mm. so you'll see it all on the website um there are others that i know uh that do some meditation it does um hypnosis like it almost does this while you sleep type of thing you know i don't i'm i was really wondering about that because sometimes i fall asleep listening to somebody with some subliminal type messages and i wonder it's like well i'm well i'm sleep am i really 
is it really working? Is it helping me if I don't, if I'm not conscious and I can't hear or really I'm not aware of it? I I think it does actually most, most nights, not always, but probably 60, 70% of the time I will go uh, to sleep with a, a, some sort of hypnotherapy tape on. It could mm. be inspirational. It could have to do with wealth. It could have to do with health. Um it, it might have to do with connecting with other people. I, I like to change them up and do a variety of different ones. And sometimes mm-hmm. I will overlay. I'll have one going. I, I get a little complex in my in what I do. But um, like on my iPhone, I have certain hypnotherapy routines that various people have done. So I'll put one of those on and then I have music playing on a CD. I try to overlay you know, okay. these, these different things because I really love the music. And I think that the music helps to, to drive the message in a little deeper and more permanently. And when it's messages of positivity, mm-hmm. messages that are promoting uh, health, relaxation, but alert relaxation, things of that nature, I, I, I can see absolutely no harm whatsoever in doing that because the the hypnotherapy state when when it's actually working we're working at a level which is right between being awake and being asleep mm-hmm. and okay. so having those messages going at that point i mean we all from a very even in utero mm-hmm. we've heard sounds we've heard music which is why uh it's very important if someone's pregnant to be reading to be listening to music, to be having a lot of positive influence because our neurologic system is developing. And even Mm -hmm. at that deep, deep, deep level from pre-birth, there's all kinds of programming that's going on in our unconscious mind, subconscious mind, and our survival brain that Mm -hmm. really have a a positive or even potentially negative influence if it's it's, um, not as supportive for how we operate in the world after we're born. So um, I think it's all fascinating. I've just, yeah, I, I, I do just, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really do. I think it is. I, I always wondered because I, sometimes I'm going to sleep and I may have something in and I'm listening to, it could be, you know, stuff that probably I shouldn't be like stimulating stuff. that's like about the course or listening to somebody do some talking about something, but I, I have gone to some of these other apps and doing the story time and, just know it doesn't take me long to fall asleep anyway. I'm like in 10 minutes, I'm normally asleep anyway, but I always yeah. wonder because I've been seeing more and more of these offers options where you can listen to something and it's, they say something about while you're sleeping, but I'm like, well, I can't, I know I can't hear it. I'm not paying attention because I'm sleeping, but I was curious as to your thoughts about how it really is. If it's great and positive and it's about, you know, building our, building wealth, building health, just positivity, how it impacts us, even if we're not conscious. Exactly. I, I think our brain, our brain waves are operating at all these different wavelengths all the time, mm-hmm. unless we're, unless we're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for a while afterwards, there was a, a teacher of mine, who is Japanese and he did a lot of study at, he's an acupuncturist and he did a lot of study about the electrical energy of the body. And they were able to detect energy activity 
even like three or four days after someone had stopped breathing. Wow. So there is still some electrical activity that's going on. But at any rate, like right now in the waking state, we're a bit more predominant, predominantly beta and other waveforms. So like if, if you look at all the different wave forms and you say, okay, 10 hertz, 20 hertz, 15, 24, whatever, you could do a percentage wise every moment that you're awake or asleep. Mm-hmm. And so we're a bit more concentrated in the slower waveforms when we're asleep, but when we're in REM, it goes up a little higher. And then the alpha wave state is something that's constant throughout the day also. Well, not necessarily constant, but it's there. So my impression is that all of these waveforms are happening all at the same time right now. But just right now, we, we have a higher percentage of beta wave, which makes us awake and able to communicate and listen at that conscious level. But all the other functions are all going on at the same time right now. Otherwise, we would have to consciously think about our heartbeat, our breathing. Mm-hmm. We don't. Perfect. Those, those yeah. are much lower. Uh, those are very survival-based and much more automatic and we don't have to consciously think about them. However, there are individuals who can consciously work on it and slow their heart rate down even more. A lot of yogis and stuff can make it, I forget how slowly they can make mm-hmm. their heartbeats. Um, but we do have these physiological mechanisms. And one of the things that I learned years ago that I think can be very positive is if I'm having some kind of a a question or problem that's just nagging at me. Mm-hmm. Um before I go to sleep, I will give myself a, a verbal hypnotic suggestion. And it's just a suggestion, meaning that I don't tell myself I have to answer it. It's just mm-hmm. like, well, you know, it might be nice that in the morning, if if I wake up all night, my unconscious mind is going to just work a little bit on this problem and come up with an answer for me. You don't have to. If you don't, that's okay. Uh-huh. You know, but it would be kind of nice if if I could wake up in the morning and there would be some solution to this problem. But I will go to sleep and allow my my deeper mind to work on it so I don't have to stay awake and mull it over and over. And that particular technique works amazingly. And we find historically that many, many individuals say that some of the most, most brilliant ideas came after sleeping on it. While they were asleep, they had a dream or they had some, oh, the solution came to them. So that that whole working and allowing other words or sounds to come in while you're sleeping or at the beginning of, of going to sleep, I think it's very positive. I mean, I think it's been positive for me. And I have suggested it to many people over the years. So, yes, I would. I would say, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I think I think thank you so much for that. That's basically gives me permission. I had been doing that, but I didn't know it was like a real thing. Like you just explained uh-huh. it. Yeah. Um, but I, I found that I tend to be a worrier and, you know, worry about things or at least used to. But now I find that if something is kind of nagging at me at night and I'm, I meditate on it, I pray about it and just ask, you know, that. Yeah, subconsciously, I didn't realize that's what I was really doing, giving myself permission to not have a come up with a solution, but give my mind some way to think about it and figure it out so I don't have to spend the energy doing it. So I think that that's great that you offer that as a real solution, because, again, I didn't know it was like something that people could really do. And and I have found that I get great. I get clarity the next morning and 
Sometimes even I found myself waking up in the middle of the night. I keep a pad and pen next to my bed. So when I wake up, some of the ideas, it's like, oh my God, if I don't, if I don't write it down right there, Dr. J, I will forget. I won't even remember the next day. But in the moment I get up and then I try to make enough sense out of what I wrote down. So when I wake up and read it, I'm like, well, what was this about? That's great. Yeah. If you can make sense of it, sometimes I write things down. I can't even read it. Yeah. Like, what does that scribble say? Although, although, you know, now with, with, uh, I mean, it's good to not necessarily have your phone around you all night, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but, but um, because they do have the, the recording function, you can do little memos, sometimes yeah. waking up and recording it might be as clear as actually writing it down. That's a great idea. A great point too. So yes. um, I know that we're coming up on the, the edge of, of, uh, an hour, perhaps even almost speaking. Wow. And, and I know that you have a birthday lunch you have to go to for your brother. Brother-in-law, yes. Brother-in-law, yeah. So I don't want to keep you, but are there a few last words that you would like to give the, the audience um, your words of wisdom? You gave us so much already, but anything, any last thoughts? Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for allowing me to share today. I just think that anyone that's interested in promoting and not even promoting, but just really, you know, branding the, your brilliance and just getting the word out that there are a lot of tools out there for free that you can use like LinkedIn to help you with that and making sure that we make sure we're, we're taking care of ourselves and we're being holistic in our approach so that we can be able to give more to, to people that we want to support and serve. So. Thank you so much. And I, I uh, hope everyone goes to my website as well, the natural solutions with drj.com to make sure that if they did not catch uh, the links for Dr. Sarah's gifts and brilliance, they will find it there. Thanks so much. And we'll see you in our next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of natural solutions with Dr. J with a focus on education. You can contact us. We would appreciate it if you would come and Be part of the Supercharged Student Success Teacher Nurturing Training page on Facebook. That's Supercharged Student Success Teacher Nurturing Training on Facebook. See you there. 